0: The following is a Hoop Ball presentation. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Micah Patra. Fly solo for this wonderful little Sunday card that we have. And I say wonderful because you hear me talk about it. It's our day off pretty much. We only have four games to talk about. Two slates. A one-game showdown slate starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then a three-game main slate set to tip off at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, as you can imagine, probably be a relatively light show. Hopefully get you guys back to your family and loved ones and lineup making for this Sunday game. But... Before we jump into anything, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsors over at MyBookie. If you guys haven't checked them out already, guys, what are you doing? Head over there. MyBookie.ag, the number one sports book out there. Only place I trust with my sports bets. The only place I give my stamp of approval. So if you guys head over there and on your initial deposit, you use that promo code HoopBall. They will match your initial deposit up to 50%. So you put up to $1,000 in there. They will give you up to a 50% deposit match. So what does that mean? You put in $1,000, they give you $500 to play with for free. That is free money. You put in $500, they give you 250 to play with for free. And maybe you say, uh, I don't like the bet sports. Sports betting is not my thing. Well, they have a fully fledged casino platform over there as well with all of your table games, slot machines, you name it. You can get a little bit of everything. Lineups uh, clonk out early in the night. Head over to the casino platform, guys. Use that promo code HOOPBALL only at mybookie.ag. All right. We'll jump right into this. Like I said, I'm expecting a relatively short podcast, but uh, some, some uh, interesting things, obviously, going on in the NBA that we will touch on with all the moves around surrounding the trade deadline, guys expecting to make uh, their debuts with some of their new teams, and then a few guys that are yet to, uh, aren't ready to suit up uh, we'll get to those guys as well, and you know this is a this is a great time to play DFS. I always touch on it earlier in the year, uh, the halfway point, the trade deadline, all these circumstances where we're going to see price tags fluctuate. We're going to see guys go up and down, guys that should be going up who aren't, guys who should be going down who aren't. And if you're able to kind of navigate through the terrain uh, and do all of that kind of stuff, then you will just see yourself be ten times more profitable. And Make sure you are monitoring the news, the information, the late swaps, everything that comes with it. That is the key to success on these slates. So we'll jump right into it. First game, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Phoenix Suns traveling to Charlotte. They're taking on the Hornets in this one. For the Hornets, Lamella Ball has been ruled out. P.J. Washington and Malik Monk are both probable. And for the Suns, the only thing to be concerned with is Abdul Nader is ruled out. 221 and uh, two, I'm sorry, 221 game total. Phoenix being favored by seven points in this one, so uh, definitely a showdown slate that is a little less appetizing compared to some of the other ones that we've had recently. But one that we can definitely take advantage of and attack. We'll start off with this Phoenix Suns team, and it's very, very simple for me. The area I want to attack the Charlotte Hornets is in that front court. We know Cody Zeller is pretty much a bum. Bismack Biyombo is not playing, uh, you know, anything more than 22 to 24 minutes at most on most nights now, so. At a fantastic price tag, still underpriced, only 8K for this util showdown spot. If you want to throw him in your captain, he's 12K. He's probably my preferred captain out of anybody in this game, just because I would still be able to afford another one of those Phoenix Sun guys, whether it's Paul or Booker, and then still get some exposure in other spots as well. So absolutely love DeAndre Ayton in this spot. Sign me up. I will be all over him. And then I touched on it. I want to play the Booker. I want to play one of Paul. If I had to pick, push comes to shove, you know, we're splitting hairs here. i uh, probably prefer Paul just going against that one-on-one matchup against Devontae Graham. You know, Terry Rozier, not necessarily known defensively either. Uh, but I think Graham is just a point of emphasis, one of the worst defenders in the league that we could definitely just uh, pinpoint and attack. And some of these ancillary options on the Phoenix team, I talked about attacking them in the front court and you could do the same thing with Dario Saric. He should continue to play modest minutes. Not a great point-per-minute guy. Not a guy I'm expecting to sit out, come out here and drop 40. But as long as he's playing, you know, relatively close to 20 minutes uh at 4200 in this matchup i definitely think that we could take advantage of it um they may opt to go small because that's what charlotte does and that would lead to my other play being jay crowder uh you can look at jay crowder util spot he's only 5400 if they do do small ball i would expect jay crowder to see significant time at the four next to deandre and um so sign me up for some jay crowder that's probably it over there on Phoenix. I uh, wouldn't, wouldn't mess around too, too much you know, with the campaign. Or uh, You can look at Mikael Bridges, but just not a guy that I go to on a nightly basis. <clears throat> on the Hornets side, though, no LaMelo ball. We've kind of already been able to see what's going on. Devontae Graham likely to draw the start at point guard. Uh, but again, I don't think I'd be leaning Graham in this one. I, I've been playing plenty of Graham. But going against that Chris Paul matchup, just not one I want to target. If anything, I'll keep riding the high hand of Malik Monk off the, shooting, uh, off the bench shooting her, um, guard eligible. And he just continues to chuck shots. The usage is going to be there without Graham now, you know, rifling away any of that on the second unit. And we're talking double-digit shot attempts over the past three games that LaMelo has missed. At least 24 minutes in those, upwards of 17 shot attempts. We've seen a 40-point ceiling. We've seen, you know, a 20-point floor from him. Both are very uh, capable of being there, but definitely a matchup that I will be taking advantage of. If the game gets out of hand, he'll probably just end up seeing a few extra minutes. So, Sign me up. Excuse me. Phone went off. Got to keep that on mute. You'd think I'd be a veteran in this game after doing about five plus years of daily podcasts, four plus years, whatever it is at this point. But uh, looking at some of the other value that we might be able to take advantage of, you heard me touch on Biombo. Uh, he'd be the guy I'd be looking at for a value play. He's only 2,800 in the util spot. Came out and played 28 minutes, at least 20 minutes over the last four games. Now, you'll notice none of these, uh, none of these fancy points uh, or DK point turnouts have been fantastic but it's there. It's a comfortable value play that we know he's going to get minutes. If for some reason he needs to play even more, he could easily double, double in here. So I don't mind looking at some Biambo and that's kind of how I'm attacking this showdown slate. It's really going to be mostly Suns, And then just a couple of these Hornets options, whether it's like Malik monk, Terry Rozier. Uh, and then I would say Bismack Biombo being my three preferred options. And I don't mind if you wanted to spend up on Hayward, uh, just knowing that he's probably going to be handling a lot of the facilitation role now with Lamelo out. All right, we'll slide onto the main slate. Main card, three games. Nice little three-game. Calm one. It should be calm, hopefully. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Portland Trail Blazers traveling to Toronto. Take on the Raptors. For the Blazers, Zach Collins, Nasir Little, both ruled out. Damian Lillard, the big news of the day that we'll be monitoring, is questionable. For the Raptors, DeAndre Bembry, Patrick McCaw, all ruled out. This is going to be an interesting game. Obviously, we just had these two teams talking to each other during the trade deadline, making a deal, sending Norman Powell for Gary Trent Jr., and now they get to face off against their respective teams. It's always wonderful when it's only a few days after. It's nice and fresh in everybody's mind, and I think that's where we can take advantage of it. Um, We'll start off with this Trailblazers team. Damian Lillard, is you can't make any lineup decisions without knowing that. Luckily, it's the first game on the night. We will have that news, so... Uh, Lillard at nine, eight is a fantastic price tag now with, you know, a couple guys like Powell coming over here. Yes. He's going to take a couple shot attempts. It's not enough to scare you off of Lillard at nine, eight. He's, he makes a great pivot off of guys like Jokic and, and Trey young in, in that later game that we'll talk about. So if you're going to be playing him as that, uh, as that pivot option, sure. I don't mind. it. It is the second lowest game total on the slate with only three games. So, you know, you're not going to necessarily cross guys out just because of the game total with only on a three game slate, but uh, not my cash preferred option. That would be joke. It's who we'll get to, uh, but definitely, definitely an option. If he does play now, if he sits, we could look at Norman Powell. If he plays, I will not look at Norman Powell. It's just that simple for me. Uh, Norman Powell is going to, you know, came out, played big minutes in his first, uh, in his first game with the Blazers, had plenty of shot attempts, all that's well, but Lillard is still going to be the top dog. Lillard's still going to be between 18, and 20 shot attempts on any given night. Uh, Powell will definitely please play third fiddle. And, it's a big difference than when he was in Toronto, when he was sharing usage with Lowry, when he was sharing usage with uh, Van Vliet and Siakam. I mean, Lillard and McCollum are the big dogs here. Uh, There's never going to be a game where they're probably not the two leading shot attempt takers. And now we also have to factor in that Nurkic is getting back and is fully healthy. So long story short, if Lillard sits, I will have interest in Powell. I will attack him in this revenge narrative. Otherwise I'll leave him there. I'm a big narrative guy, but I just don't want to attack this one. Just given the, the circumstances and everything surrounding it, um, I just think that on a three-game slate, I can get an edge and hopefully avoid that everybody goes a Powell at 6,600. You really need him to hit 30 to 35 fantasy points there. So I will pass. McCollum, though, if Lillard sits, is another option that I will look at. I won't look at McCollum if he plays. Actually, you know what? I will keep McCollum in my player pool. Even if Lillard plays, I think he'd make a good GPP pivot. Still prefer Trey Young for only $700 more. But uh, outside of those, you know, main two guys, if Lillard sits, I do not have a ton of interest. Canner coming off of a big game at sixty seven hundred. It's a matchup that he can easily take advantage of. Toronto's front court has been putrid. GPPs only, you know. Nurkic being back, I'm, I'm expecting a slow ramp up to get Nurkic back to where we can't play Canner anymore. Uh, but it eventually will happen. And I just don't feel like this is a matchup where I'm already probably going to lock in Jokic at center that I need to focus there. But I will look at Simons. Uh, if Lillard sits, Simons played 24 minutes off the bench in that last one. He should continue to be that backup facilitator as well as the leading shot taker on the second. second. For all those reasons, even if he doesn't draw the start at 4K, if Lillard sits, he'd be a fantastic value play with both point guard and shooting guard eligibility. Sliding over to the Raptors side of the ball in this one. Definitely a few guys that we could target. I like Kyle Lowry, 7500 Uh $300 cheaper than Van Vliet. It's always splitting hairs with these two. Van Vliet is the better point-per-minute guy. But something just screams, I'm fired up that I stayed with the Raptors. I got to show these guys and these fans that I'm not going anywhere. As long as I'm on this team, I got to give you guys my 100%, and I'm going to go out the way I should. Um, you know, Maybe that's just me building up the narrative in my own head, but I'm believing it. Uh, I'm, bu- I'm believing the narrative I just created by myself. Uh, that Lowry is going to kind of come out here and make a little statement game saying, you know, I'm probably only going to be here for another year uh, or half year, but as long as I'm here, I'm going to ball out for you guys. So 7,500, I do have some interest in Kyle Lowry. I don't mind looking at Boucher. Now, Boucher, very, very risky. Only in GPPs do, can you ever have confidence in him. The minutes have been down. They've been putrid. For all those reasons, I think that we can use them in GPPs just because we know that Portland has two fully capable big centers now. Uh, with Nurkic back, with Canner there, they're going to need some size in the front court. They're not going to be able to just roll around and get, Siak- uh, get away with Siakam at the 5 this entire game. We already know that Aaron Baines is not good at basketball. He shouldn't be playing more minutes than Boucher. And if he does, that's criminal. But at 5,400, great matchup. The upside's there. I think that we could look at Boucher in tournaments uh, for all those reasons. Uh, you know, 24 minutes, I think, is what I would be expecting. Maybe 25, but at 5,400, he could pay that off pretty easily. Outside of that, I won't be playing any Gary Trent Jr. I don't care about the narrative. I won't be playing Rodney Hood. I don't care about the narrative. It's basically going to be Boucher. It's going to be uh, some Kyle Lowry. Siakam's been playing absolutely great. So if you want to go there at 7,600, I still think it's a great, great salary for him, for especially for how as well he's been playing. And listen, if Boucher ends up not playing any center minutes or 12 or 13 like he's been, it's going to be because Siakam's just been dominating and taking advantage of that matchup at the five. They may opt to do that. He can easily stretch out Nerkic. He could easily stretch out Canner and take them to the three-point line, get his shots that way, uh, even those 17- to 18-foot mid-range jumpers he could take advantage with. So I don't mind taking a, uh, taking a look at him. I expect him to be pretty chalky uh, given the matchup and given the price tag in only three games, but he is there for us. Next game, Atlanta Hawks traveling to Denver, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. For the injury report, uh, on the Hawks side of things, definitely some things that we're going to have to monitor. The new acquisition of Trey – I'm sorry, Trey Young. Lou Williams, sweet Lou. Uh, he's not going to be available for this one, though. He's still not with the team. Cam Reddish has been ruled out. Chris Dunn's ruled out, while DeAndre Hunter is questionable. For the Nuggets, it's only Monte Morris that has been ruled out. Game total, the highest of the night, 228.5, 4.5-point favorite for Denver. Start off with the Hawks in this one. Two guys that really pop off the page for me. It's Trey Young. It's Clint Capella. Both of these guys slightly underpriced. Trey Young under 9K. Uh, I love this matchup for Trey. Uh, you know, a lot of people that sit there, game log watch, they might just see those 40-point game, 40 point. He still has the full capability of getting 60-plus. Uh, don't get me wrong. And if there's a matchup, he could do it in. It might be the one that he already dropped 69 DK points in early in the season. Uh, played 36 minutes against his team early in the year. Shot 10 to 19 for 35 actual points, 15 assists, 6 boards. So... I'm not expecting a repeat performance like that, but you know, at this price tag, Trey Young pretty much has a floor of about 40 to 43, and that 60 point ceiling is always baked in there. So, sign me up, Trey Young, 6900, or I'm sorry, 8900. And then looking at the front court between Collins and Capella, I'm going to lean Capella in this one. You know, going to get a guy like Jokic, they're going to need to get the most that they could out of Capella. They're going to need at least 33 to 34 minutes, is what I'm assuming, if this game stays close. The only worry that we ever have when we play Capella is that minutes workload. How many is he going to get? We've had back to back of 30 plus now. Uh, And we've seen 47 and 53 DK points. So if we're going to get 30 plus out of Capella, I don't care about the matchup. Sign me up. Uh, I prefer him over John Collins. And I probably won't have any shares of John Collins for that exact reason. Looking at some of these ancillary pieces, if DeAndre Hunter sits, we obviously see a few more wing minutes open up for guys like Bogdanovich and Huerta. Uh, These guys are starting to creep up in price tag. I've been all over Bogdanovich, but I'm ready to make the pivot to Huerta at $300 cheaper. Get an ownership play on that. I think a lot of people will go towards Bogdanovich. Huerta should be able to take advantage of the three-point line in this matchup. Uh, They're going to need him. Uh, $4,600. he has been cold. Don't get me wrong. He's been cold. Uh, Shot one of nine in the last one, four of nine, one of six, three of 11. Uh, This might be a decent get-right game, though. For a guy that's been struggling, that's basically the main reason why his price tag's dipped. So I don't mind playing some Kevin Weirder at 4600 Now, on the Denver side of things, you already heard me touch on it. I will be playing Jokic, 10-4, premium play, top play, pace-up, matchup, all the good stuff. If you want to fade him, it's simply based on ownership. That's it. It's the only time it makes sense in this three-game slate. And you will get a big edge if you do fade him on ownership. Uh, Now, what do you do if you fade him? Do you go to Aaron Gordon? Do you go to Michael Porter Jr.? Me personally, I would probably lean Jamal Murray. I kind of want to see how this front court works out with Aaron Gordon. Now, he may impact Jokic's rebounding rates a little bit, but not enough for me to be scared off of him. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., though, on the other hand, I'm going to take a back seat on this one. I'm going to wait and see. He was kind of already playing third fiddle to Jamal Murray and Jokic as it is now with Aaron Gordon stepping into the picture. He's going to take away some of that, uh, the power forward minutes that. That Porter was seeing, he's going to have to play exclusively more or less at the three. He'll see a little bit at the four, too, I'm sure. But uh, I just don't expect the rebounding numbers to be as large for Michael Porter Jr. And the shot attempts will likely go down as well. So still a fantastic, fantastic player. Upside, the future is bright for him. But on this card, on this DFS slate, I will pass. Outside of those two guys with Monte Morris still out, Gary Harris now being shipped out. We should start to see this shooting guard position kind of uh, sort itself out between Will Barton. Uh, Should continue to play 30 plus minutes, you know, 5,800. I'll take a look at him. Not not a premium option of mine. He's got some upside there. But uh, yeah, he's there. He's there. And uh, you could maybe take a stab at guys like Dozier and Capazzo. Both these guys should see relatively decent bench rolls in a pace up matchup. Uh, if I had to pick one of these two guys between Compazzo and Dozier, who would I pick? It would probably be Campazo just based off of the point per minute upside. But I mean, Dozier is going to be playing the board minutes. Do we need to go to either one of these guys? Probably not. Hopefully we get the news on Lillard and we can just go to Anthony Simons and not need to worry about either one of them if we want to play someone less than 4K. Yeah, no Millsap either. So for me, the Nuggets, it's going to be Jokic. It's going to be Murray as a pivot off of Jokic and GPP lineups where I decide I want to fade him. And then I'll probably have a inkling of uh, Will Barton and some of the value down there. Last game of the night, one that is going to be a big mystery box because we're going to have to wait and see. Another one that was drastically impacted by trades. Orlando Magic traveling to L.A. to take on the Lakers in this one. It is a 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. For the Lakers, Anthony Davis, Jared Dudley, LeBron James all rolled out. And for the Magic, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac all rolled out. Jeff Teague was released. And Terrence Ross is questionable. He sat out that last game with right knee soreness. Uh, We're expecting a big tick up in usage for him. But we're going to have to see what happens with this team. Uh, Because it looks like some of their newly acquired pieces will be available to play. They were not listed on injury report. So keep an eye on Wendell Carter Jr., And Otto Porter Jr., both those new acquisitions from the Bulls in that Nikola Vucevic trade might be available. But let's take a good look at this Magic team. I mean, there's just going to be a lot to talk about and a lot of moving pieces. Without knowing who's actually starting, it's really hard to break down at this very moment now. Given by the same lineup that we saw last time, you know, Ken Birch will probably be pretty pretty chalky, pretty highly owned. If Wendell Carter Jr. starts over him, that might change things. Now, if Birch starts, I still have interest in him at five K. I think he's an excellent play. Uh, nobody on the on the LA can really defend anything at the at the center position. If uh, if Wendell Carter Jr. starts, I might you know dial that back a little bit. Now. There's a very good likelihood that they could just ease Wendell Carter Jr. in, you know, not make him the immediate center, play him 18 minutes in his first game off the bench. They could do that. That's completely in the cards. It's kind of why why wait why I want to wait and see. The two guys that I have confidence in, no matter what, are going to be Michael Carter Williams and Chumo Kiki. Both these guys are going to be pretty, uh, pretty integral parts going forward for this team. Chumo Kiki played 37 minutes, lit up the box score. Uh, over 20 points, hit four three-pointers, he's chipping in steals, he's chipping in boards, he'll chip in assists. Uh, he's not the biggest power forward. I believe he's only like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, but he does have a tantalizing jump shot, uh, an NBA-ready jump shot. So this guy's going to continue to play 35 minutes. Now, Otto Porter could creep in there and play some power forward minutes, and I expect that. But I fully expect Okiki to have like the, uh, the reins released on him going forward. I'd expect 30-plus minutes every single night. And at 5,700, I have interest. Carter Williams? Yeah, Cole Anthony coming back may impact that. Uh, we may see some of these other point guards impact his minutes. But until those guys are back, it is going to be the Carter Williams show at 6,300. I absolutely love him on this slate. Point guard and shooting guard eligible. Uh, should have a ton of usage. He's dealing with an illness in that last one. So if you're wondering why the minutes are down in it, he almost didn't play. He played. He ended up playing 28 minutes. Uh, shot four 13, But it's the tantalizing uh, counting stats. The five rebounds. The six assists. He'll get you a block. He'll get you a steal here and there. So 6,300. I think that Michael Carter Williams is very much in play. I would have some interest in Otto Porter Jr. and Wendell Carter Jr., but again, I want to see if they're starting. If they're starting, definitely I could could see myself firing one, if not both of them, up in some situations. I don't want to go overboard on Orlando either. This is the lowest game total. So I think you could play two of these guys, Uh, two of Chuma, Carter-Williams, Otto Porter, and Wendell Carter Jr. if they're starting. Now, if we hear the news that Wendell Carter and Otto Porter aren't, we can look at Birch again. Uh, but that's kind of how I'm playing this. I don't think I'm going to go to anybody else. Those are the main guys I'm keeping in my player pool as of now. Obviously, Terrence Ross would impact everything drastically, but he's coming in at 7,300. I don't know if I want to pay that price tag at 73. I expect, fully expect 20-something shot attempts for Terrence Ross. I just don't, we never really get the counting stats. He's very scoring-reliant. If for some reason that shot's not falling and he's going to, you know, I'm getting the, the inkling that there's going to be a high ownership heading his way, I'll pass. I'll let somebody else deal with that. But again, a lot of things to monitor. On the Lakers side, it's simple for me. I'm going to keep going to the same spots that we've been going. Dennis Schroeder at 7,100, one of my favorite mid-tier price tags. Nobody on Orlando really scares me off defensively. This should be a cakewalk matchup and almost like a dumpster fire fantasy game where it's just going to be a ton of fantasy points, even though the score is not all that high. And it's pretty ugly to watch in the meantime. But 7,100, just going to continue to probably lead this team in usage and shot attempts as long as LeBron and AD are out. Uh, We're talking about pretty much facilitating as well. 35, 44, 40 DK points over the last three games, 7,100 leaves a lot of meat on the bone. Outside of him, I think I don't mind going back to a guy like Montrezl Harold, 7,400, should continue to play the bulk of the center minutes. Uh, even though Marcus Hall is back, there's a reason why they were, you know, There's are favorite to get Andre Drummond. There's a major reason, it's because Marcus Saul can't do anything anymore. Uh, but again, just another guy that's going to continue to play 30 plus minutes, and just churns out 30 point floor, 40 point ceiling. Sign me up at 7,400. I can have some shares of him as well. Maybe play him at center in the lineups where I'm not playing Jokic at center. Outside of those two guys, I think the only other guy I really have, uh, you know, confidence in would be like Marquise Morris at 5,100. Another guy taking advantage of this lack of front court minutes, whether it's at the five or the four, should just continue to play mid 20s minutes, get close to 30. He has that 24 to 25 point, like, you know, floor ceiling-ish kind of area. We, we've we seen him hit that 33. Is 12 to 18 in the cards? Absolutely. But this isn't a matchup I'm necessarily scared off of. So I will go to some Marquise Morris in this one. I'll probably leave Kuzma out just because I can't play everybody. And I prefer Schroeder and Harrell over him. Uh, outside of those two guys, probably, uh, you know, a decent value play at 4,400. But I'd much rather just play Simons if we get that Lillard news. And that's it. That rounds out the entire slate. Four games talked about in about twenty-two minutes. So, uh, before we take off out of here, though, I will give my player tiers. You know, one player from the expensive, the mid, and the value who I will be playing. Uh, I'll keep it pretty, uh, pretty generic and on brand right here. Expensive tier is gonna be Nikola Jokic. Uh, kind of hard to ignore this guy. 10 10-4 going against the Hawks. I don't care that Aaron Gordon's in that lineup now. That may impact everyone but Jokic. Jokic is probably the front runner of the MVP now, given the news of LeBron James and Joel Embiid going down. Yeah, sign me up for some Jokic. Now, if I'm going to the mid-tier, I'll go to my man, Clay Capella, right on the other side of the ball at the center position, 7,500. Uh, I already talked about it. I expect him to play 30-plus minutes in this one, and that's the only worry that we ever have with Capella is his minutes. If he's playing 26 or 28, we have a little less interest. If he's playing 30 or more, sign me up. 75 is a good price tag for him. And then for the value play, uh, Anthony Simons. If uh, if we hear the news of Lillard, but I'll give a little caveat to that, and it'll be two Mokiki at fifty-seven hundred. Not a fantastic value, I get it, fifty-seven hundred. Uh, but we only have three games to talk about here, and he's a guy that yeah, I still think it is a value at fifty-seven hundred. He should probably be more in that mid-sixes. Uh, who knows? We got to see what this usage looks like with all these Orlando guys in there, with you know Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter getting ready to suit up. We don't know exactly what to expect from this team, but. Uh, One thing I do expect is plenty of minutes for Okiki. So that's it, guys. That rounds us out. Thank you for listening. If you have a moment and you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Mike M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And give us a thumbs up. Five star rate and review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening to it. Uh, We appreciate it. We've we've actually tooled our show several times based upon some of these reviews, some things you guys want to see, some things that you guys love to hear. Uh, And we're trying to just Produce the best product for you guys. So we're doing our best out here. Uh, We're grinding. We got no days off. We're a a seven-day-a-week podcast. And, uh, you know, to see our efforts paying off and to see some good things being said once in a while means a lot to us. And, hey, we'll give you something out of it. Screenshot it. Tag one of us on Twitter. We're doing a contest for the next few weeks where you will get a free Fantasy Pass membership Entered in the drawing for a free Fantasy Pass membership. I'm sorry, uh, if you just screenshot and tag one of you know me, Santino, Dan bespris anybody on the DFS Today team, anybody over here, Hoopball, we will enter you in that drawing for a free Fantasy Pass membership. What does that do for you? Get you access to the Discord where we're chatting it up before Slates Lock. We're giving news, advice, help, whatever you need over there. It gives you access to the behind the paywall articles that we have for the DFS side of things and for our entire Hoopball page over at hoop dot Get you a lot of good stuff, and you can get it for free. Just buy a little five-star review, a screenshot, tag us on Twitter. We're good to go. But we will be back tomorrow night. I'll be flying solo again. We'll break that down. We'll get into the news for the Monday card. Thank you guys for listening. As always, whether you're a longtime listener or a new listener, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys out here. Let's go out there and crush some tournaments.